Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we'll have reminders of Be Fast. We'll also find out about how you can get your pup ready to head out. Speaking of heading out, an AI expert is here to talk about how AI is going to make travel easier. You'll also get the details on the FCC's Affordable Connectivity Program. We're also going to find out about jobs available with the VA. And starting us off, payments of the student loan debt of an estimated 40 million people, about $430 billion, will come due in October. What should borrowers know? I found out from Brian Walsh, SoFi's expert student loan manager. Oh boy, Brian, you're here to talk about a topic that I think so many people, are their ears are going to perk up when we talk about college loans. So what do we need to know? I know that's an open-ended question, but I think you're the guy that can handle it. <laughs> Thank you for having me. The key is right now, at, for the first time in, let's say, three and a half years, people who have federal student loans are going to have to start making payments on those loans come October and interest is kicking back in in September. So what we're really doing right now is helping people focus on figuring out the best approach based on their budget and what options they have in front of them. So that way they can make the best decision moving forward after not making payments for, for over three years now. Yeah, because that sounds like it's going to mean a lot of money coming out. And how is all this going to work? Are they going to contact people or do you have to go online? Where does all the information come from? So loan servicers will be reaching out if they haven't already. But one thing I'm encouraging people to do is you can go to studentaid.gov and you can go on there and you can find out your federal uh, student information as well as it has a list of loan servicers. So you could proactively reach out to your loan servicer and make sure that you understand, here's what my payment's going to be. Here's what the interest rate is. All those types of things. So that way you can explore your options, whether it be uh, paying it back as it's scheduled, maybe income-driven repayment to kind of cap the payment as a percentage of your income if you're struggling a little bit, or even people are looking at refinancing to lower their interest rate or maybe reduce their payment. And what happens if a, if somebody logs on and they get a notice or however they may get their information that they find out that, wow... I just don't think I can afford this right now. Yeah, unfortunately, that's something that will be happening on a, on a somewhat consistent basis. And I think it's important to think through what your options are. So number one, if you work for a nonprofit or a government organization, you may want to pursue public service loan forgiveness, where your payments will be capped to a certain percentage of your income. And then after a 10-year period of time, your balance will be forgiven. Um, another option would be to look at income-driven repayment on your federal student loan. And again, that's going to cap it to a percentage of your income. And the great news is the Department of Education announced a new plan a few weeks back that's actually going to make that program much more generous than it had been in the past. And then lastly would be there is going to be a one-year on-ramp period where 
interest is still going to accrue, but for some reason, if you can't make your payment, at least that's not going to be reported to the credit bureaus or it's not going to go to collections. Well, that was going to be one of my questions as far as your credit score is concerned, because many are just starting out and it's nice to be able to start out with a good credit score. So you're saying that that if you're having trouble, that that won't affect it then, right? Correct. For for one year. Now, I, I think I always kind of uh, caution people to rely on that too much because interest starts accruing in September. So if you're able to make your payments on federal student loans when they kick back in, you certainly should do that because that's going to save you money over the long term. Really, having it not reported to the credit bureaus for partial or missed or late payments just kind of minimizes the damage uh, where you don't have the hit to your credit score on top of paying more and more interest. And when we're talking about interest, is there a way to know what your interest is going to be? Yes. So if you log into your loan servicer, so whatever you, whichever one you have, uh, you could find information on your student loan, such as your balance or how much you owe, your monthly payment, your interest rate. You can set up auto pay. Uh, you could explore income driven repayment options. Really anything related to your federal student loan, you can get through your loan servicer. All right. Well, Brian, unfortunately, I think when you start talking about this and the way it's going to hit and what an impact it's going to have, the scammers are going to be out there and they're going to offer all kinds of things that you're going to think are wonderful. So how do you not get taken? The key is going to be going through your loan servicer when it relates to your federal student loans. They're going to be the source of truth. Um, beyond that, I think going back to the old saying of if it sounds too good to be true, it most likely is, uh, keeping that in mind because there are ways to reduce your payment, whether it be income driven repayment or maybe refinancing a loan to a longer repayment term. But under both of those options, you're going to end up paying more over the life of a loan in exchange for a lower payment now. So if people are promising lower or no payments and it's going to cost you less money, then that might be a red flag because it's always a trade-off when you pay back debt. And when we're talking about the payments, can you start paying back early? You can. And we actually saw, you know, a fair amount of people that we've worked with over the last few years that didn't stop making payments because interest was suspended for the last three and a half years and those payments just went to principal. Uh, so if you want to start making payments, by all means, you, you can do that. I think the key for most people is reviewing your budget now and finding room. And maybe that's cutting some subscriptions. Uh, maybe it's creating a budget for the first time because a lot of people don't have budgets. Those types of things to just get yourself ready is what we're really focusing on right now since we're so close. And speaking of getting ready, are there things that you should do? You know, you mentioned the lenders, but sometimes things change. So should they have and how do you get their your current information to them? One way to get current information would be to go to the loan, your loan servicer and, and find out all the up to date information um, and see what address they have file on file contact information. And you can make updates because people, you know, it's, it's like the people have moved over the last three plus years. Uh, and I think going from there and updating that information on their side is a really good best practice. So that way there's no miscommunication or missed communication that causes any sort of financial ramifications. All right. And before I have to let you go, where can our listeners get more information on all of this? Yeah. So you can go to SoFi.com or download the SoFi app. We have tons of great free resources, whether it be videos, articles, or even complimentary access to the team I lead, uh, our financial planners, where we're having plenty of conversations related to student loans right now. Thanks once again to Brian Walsh, SoFi's student loan manager. And of course, you can find more at SoFi.com. That's S-O-F-I.com. Dr. Aaron Lee now joins us. He's executive director of the Veterans Benefits Administration Office of Human Capital Services. And he tells us about the jobs that they have available and how you can apply. Let me understand exactly what your role is. So I think the most simplest way I could say is I am um, the chief of HR. So that's what I'm responsible for. So we do all the hiring for BBA. Well, tell us then who you're looking for. 
We are looking for anyone who has a heart, a desire to serve our veterans through our mission. And so if that's you, we invite you to come to vacareers.va.gov and look for our position that you feel really resonates with you. In particular, we're highlighting three positions that we have um, really supported through Congress and a lot of resources that we have to bring in quite a few of these folks, thousands of hires that we're making. Um, for our legal administrative assistant, um, which is a call center agent, as someone who gets an opportunity on a day-to-day basis to talk to veterans, their families, survivors, and caretakers in assistance with their uh, services. We also have our veteran service representative and our rating veteran service representative who are also responsible in supporting the claims process. And so those are really key positions in supporting the services um, that veterans uh, are able to receive. And so if you're interested in in that direct veteran touch point, those are positions available. But we also have a host of other positions. My office is hiring, so I'm always looking for great people who have some human resource backgrounds. We're also looking for other support personnel and uh, supervisory positions. So if you go to vacareers.va.gov, you'll find a host of opportunities that are available for you today. But the bottom line for us is if you have a heart to serve veterans, we have a place for you. And when you're talking about these different positions that are available, are there, because of the fact that it is in the VA, do any of these positions have to have any kind of certain criteria or anything in order to meet um, rather than just going to maybe a regular company? This is the VA. Absolutely. So the the various requirements can be found, again, at our website, viacareers.va.gov. But at the general level, we're looking for people who have some experience in customer service, who really enjoy serving people. Uh, We also have some educational things that people can use in lieu of or in combination with their experience levels. So there's really no limit to what you can do um, throughout our organization. And there are so many positions uh, that are available for people at every educational and experience level. What is the process in order to get involved? Because people would think, wow, there's so many uh, opportunities there, but what do I have to do? Is it just like dropping off a resume at the front desk or how does that work? So many agencies and companies are looking directly at you and for you. And so are we. So we encourage you to go to our website, viacareers.va.gov and, and apply there today. So that's for everyone though, not just for our veterans. You go to that website, You can do a drop-down menu and you can look at all the various positions that we have available in your local area and some of our remote positions for those folks who are not in an area where we have a facility or if they just want to work from home. Those options are all available. So if you go to that website and you submit your resume online, uh, and then one of our representatives will be in in contact with you uh, to talk through your uh, availabilities, what your, if you meet these requirements, and then also the opportunities that we have uh, for careers with us. As far as so many different opportunities are concerned, again, a lot of young people may be listening and they are still involved in going to school. Is there anything in that area as well? Absolutely. We have a program called Pathways um, that's run by the Office of Personnel Management that offers opportunities for current college students for an internship or apprenticeship program or our recent graduates scholarship program and also our post-secondary Um, educational program. So all of those have direct hiring um, opportunities for folks to just apply and then they can be brought on pretty rapidly by virtue of their schooling. So we strongly encourage those who are doing that and even our high school graduates, some who just recently have graduated or are about to graduate. We've got some internship opportunities available. Again, right on our website, vacareers.va.gov, they can learn more about those opportunities. Excellent. Dr. Lee, anything that you would like to let our listeners know before we have to let you go today? I encourage all of your listeners, especially those who are veterans or who have family members that are veterans, let them know about vacareers.va.gov. There are great opportunities out there for you. We clearly are a veteran-centric employer. We love supporting them, not only for their service, but also for opportunity for a long and lifetime career with VA. Thank you so much. Once again, thanks to Dr. Aaron Lee, Executive Director of the Veterans Benefit Administration's Office of Human Capital Services. And if you would like to find more about the jobs that they have available, you can visit vacareers.va.gov. Coming up next on Special Edition, we're going to find out more about the FCC's Affordable Connectivity Program. 
Welcome back to Special Edition. Alejandro Rourke is the Bureau Chief Consumer and Governmental Affairs for the FCC. And their Affordable Connectivity Program is a government program that helps eligible households get the Internet they need for school, work, health care, and more. And he's here to tell us how. Oh, boy. I don't know. All right, let's do it. This Internet and now we're understanding and I know here in Pennsylvania, we've just had a big push talking about all of the uh, availability that's going to be coming our way. So from the FCC's point of view, how is all this going to happen? So I think you bring up a really good point, right? So we are making um, historic generation wide investments and extending Internet infrastructure to everyone everywhere. But that's only one piece of the equation, right? It's one thing to be able to have internet service available to you, but it's quite another thing to be able to afford the cost of an internet service plan. So this is where I think the Federal Communications Commission and our affordable connectivity program comes in. So it's essentially a government program that helps eligible households afford the high-speed internet that they need for work, school, healthcare, and more. So the ACP for short, because it's got a little bit of a long name, uh, provides uh, $30 a month towards um, the price of an internet service plan. Um, And we have uh, participating providers, thousands of them actually across the country, um, who will essentially take that benefit and apply it directly to your internet service bill once you are enrolled in the program. So eligible households can also receive a one-time savings of up to $100. They can go to the purchase of a laptop, a desktop computer, or a tablet, um, For again, from our participating providers. But that is just another way that we are not only making Internet available to people, but we're making it affordable um, to everyone. So how would someone know that they may be able to be eligible for the ACP? Oh, you always have the best questions. So essentially, there are three ways that uh, the households can qualify, right? You can qualify either based on your income. Uh, because of your participation in other uh, government programs or if you are already enrolled in the FCC's Lifeline program. So, for example, um, if, if for like a family of four, if they earn about $60,000 a year or less, they would be able to qualify based on their income. Or if you're an individual earning about $29,000 a year or less, again, you would be eligible just purely based on your income. Um, but again, if you or someone in your household participates in, in certain other federal government assistance programs like SNAP, Medicaid, WIC, federal housing assistance, or if now that we're actually talking about back to school, that's the big moment that we're living right now. Um, if, you're, if, if your student uh, receives a Pell Grant or participates in the free or reduced school lunch program, you are automatically eligible to enroll in the Affordable Connectivity Program. So I definitely um, encourage anyone that is interested, um, that thinks that they might be eligible, to check out the full list of eligibility requirements, get more information, or just go ahead and apply to enroll in the program by visiting getinternet.gov. Um, and for those folks that you know would rather request a paper application be mailed to them, they can do so, or they can ask questions um, about the program, about their eligibility, by calling 877-384-2575. And that is a number for our ACP Support Center, which is open seven days a week. Now, I'm glad you mentioned all that because a lot of times, especially when we're talking about, I know the big thing was that all of this came about during especially the pandemic when so many students were having a difficult time getting Internet, maybe and because of the fact that they couldn't get it, maybe they couldn't afford it. So I'm glad you brought all that up, that you don't have to have a student in order to in order to qualify for this program. That is exactly right. So there's multiple ways that you can qualify or or, or be eligible. But I think the bottom line is that this program is helping people afford being connected to our modern society, to our 21st century digital economy. Um, And like I mentioned, um, it was this program was started, you know, December of 2021. So it's been around for about a year and a half now. And already millions of households across the country are enrolled and are getting the help that they need to be able to um, afford to connect to the internet. And it really has become the largest broadband affordability effort in U.S. history. It is helping households in urban and rural communities alike connect to essential services, 
stay connected to family and loved ones, and most importantly, save on the cost of having high-speed internet service. Well, again, I'm glad that you pointed all that out because sometimes people hear and they think, well, maybe it is more for rural areas or, you know, because maybe the internet is more expensive there or different things. So it is for a more wide-based audience. So how would you find out whether the providers in your area are even participating in this? So again, I've got some great news. So you can visit getinternet.gov or you can call the ACP Support Center. And we have a tool that's uh, find a provider near me. So all you do is uh, plug in your zip code um, or your address, and it'll pull up a list of all of the participating providers in your area. I will kind of uh, flag for everyone that most of the large um, internet service providers across the country are participating in this program. Um, and offer high-speed, high-quality internet service plans that would be entirely covered by the Affordable Connectivity Program. So that would make uh, internet essentially free or very low cost. So that is, you know, a game changer for many households that have just stayed offline because of the price. Wow, that is really uh, an amazing program that all of this has come to pass and people are are already getting involved in it. And what happens, you mentioned the fact of getting a, a hard copy of something because I'm on your website right now and that is one of the questions here. What if I can't apply online because... Again, maybe people can't afford internet and they're hearing about this and thinking, I can't afford it, so how can I find out if I can get involved? You know, that is exactly right. And that is uh, the exact reason why we set up the ACP Support Center. So again, you can call 877-384-2575. We've got uh, multilingual uh, language support, so you can ask questions in you know a variety of languages. Um, they can help kind of talk you through the eligibility requirements, um, let you know if there's any documentation that you need to uh, provide or upload. So this this is a support center that's open seven days a week um, during business hours, and actually I think a little bit later than business hours. I think it's, it's open um, from like 9 a.m. to like 7 p.m. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it is available. Um, um, all, like at the most convenient time. And again, there's there's folks there that can really kind of help talk you through uh, the application process or uh, like you mentioned, a request that a paper uh, application be mailed to your home. You can fill it out and then mail it back and we will get you enrolled. And one of the other things that I've just noticed on the website as well is that it says we've made some updates and now people who may go on there and say, you know, we've heard so many stories about scammers and this does sound like a great program. But now you have made this an official website. And how can people know that that is true? Well, I think you are absolutely right. So we've, we've been constantly making kind of a program improvements, right, because we want to make sure that everybody that is eligible um, for this program is able to enroll in, in the program. So we have streamlined the application to make it really straightforward, um, to capture all the information that, that, that we need efficiently. Many of the, uh, the programs that would make you automatically eligible for um, the Affordable Connectivity Program, we have data matching agreements, um, which will immediately kind of ping and be able to verify like, yes, this household is enrolled in, in the SNAP program, for example, and just say, okay, you're eligible, you're, you're in the program. Now it's up to you know you as a as, as a household to um, to decide what internet service plan you want meets your family's needs and your long term budget. What provider you want to use? So there really is not only I think a, a great program that provides a lot of great uh, household benefit, but it really I think puts consumers in control. Right, you get to decide what internet service plan you want, uh, what provider that, that, that you, you want to go with. And again, if you select um, a, a low-cost plan that, again, is um, high quality, high speed, um, the, the Affordable Connectivity Program could entirely cover the cost of your monthly internet service bill. So that is, again, such a game changer for a lot of people um, that have remained offline uh, because of the price. All right. Well, let's give them that information once again, because we have the it's a great website here and the phone number so that everybody can find out about how they can get more information. Absolutely. So, uh, Paula, I encourage uh, you or any of your listeners um, who are interested in the program to learning more about the, uh, the Affordable Connectivity Program to visit getinternet.gov um, or you can call our ACP uh, support center seven days a week at 877-384-2575. 
um, I definitely encourage everyone to take advantage of, of this program. Sign up, connect, and start saving on your monthly internet service bill again at getinternet.gov. Thanks once again to Alejandro Rourke, Bureau Chief, Consumer and Governmental Affairs with the FCC. And of course, if you would like to find out more about Pennsylvania's Broadband Development Authority, you can visit dced.pa.gov slash program funding broadband in Pennsylvania. Coming up next, getting ready for travel with AI and your pup. Don't go. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Way. Next on Special Edition, Be Fast. We'll talk about that and taking your dogs with you when you go. And speaking of going, Ross Borden is an AI expert and the founder of the leading travel publisher, Matador Network. He's the co-founder of GuideGeek, and he's here to tell us how AI will make your travel easier. Ross, you're here cool. to talk about doing all kinds of traveling. And now there's this AI. Where does that fit in? Yeah, good question. The way we think about it, and just a little background, I run a company called Matador Network. Uh, we're a leading travel publisher. So we publish city guides, original videos, you know, advice and articles, uh, short form and long form videos for travel all over the world. So we've been doing this for 16 years. We, we've been building this company. And if you think about it, uh, even before that, there has been very little innovation within the travel space since really the mid-90s when the OTAs launched, Expedia, Booking.com, when you could book your own flight, essentially. That was the last big innovation. And since then, other industries have evolved and had big innovations through technology. But travel has essentially remained unchanged in terms of how we plan and get inspired by and research trips. And so we think generative AI is going to be a huge catalyst for innovation and travel and bring on a whole new renaissance of travel. And of course, a, a host of other things. AI is going to sort of permeate uh, into every industry, every product, every technology. To be honest, I hope that's a good thing. Um, I do have my own concerns about how fast AI technology is moving, but we like to think that, you know, within our enclave of travel, it's really going to be a positive thing. It's going to help people find information much faster. It's going to uh, help you understand what your options are for traveling in a really exciting way. So we launched a company called GuideGeek, or it's really a product called GuideGeek. GuideGeek is a free tool delivered through WhatsApp and soon we'll be launching on Instagram and Facebook Messenger. So it's not an app, but it's basically like, imagine if you had a friend that you're chatting with who's just an expert on the entire world. So you could ask that friend anything, text them, 
and say, hey, build me a 10-day itinerary for Barcelona and Madrid. And we're traveling as a family. And my kids are, you know, seven and 10 and I love seafood and my wife is vegan and boom, it's just going to, within seconds, it's going to generate that itinerary for you with all those things, thinking about the ages of your kids, what they're going to enjoy in Barcelona and Madrid, thinking about making sure it recommends restaurants that have great seafood options and vegan options for, for my wife. And because it's read every hotel review, it's read every restaurant review, it, it's consumed the entire internet. So it knows all these things already. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm also coming from the school of sounds too good to be true. I mean, I hope not. One thing to know is it doesn't cost anything. So we wanted to create a product that was free for everyone forever. We found a model where, you know, we can provide this as a free service. We pay for all the usage. Most people know who've heard of AI have probably heard of ChatGPT. GuideGeek is based on the same language model as ChatGPT through OpenAI, but we've connected different services and APIs like flights. So we have, we've partnered with Skyscanner, um, which is a major vertical search engine for flights. So if you say, hey, GuideGeek, tell me the best or cheapest flights from SFO to LAX next Tuesday. It's just going to know that information, pull it from the open web and give you a booking link and probably give you three options, best, cheapest, fastest. And then you can click through. And if you're interested in one of those flights, you can book it. We have an innovative business model where we can, we don't have to charge users, you know, eight bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. They can just use the service. They don't even actually have to register um, they just go to guidegeek.com. They connect to the WhatsApp, uh, to the AI directly, and then, you know, start getting excited about traveling. And then you can make reservations directly through that as well? Yeah. So it's not going to make a reservation uh, on your behalf uh, yet. I mean, maybe a year from now, we'll have something where, you know, a year from now, my vision is basically like I'm standing in my kitchen with my wife and I say, hey, hey, guy geek, where should we take the kids for Christmas? So pretty soon we'll actually have voice connected. So you just talk to it instead of type to it. And then it will know everything about our travel preferences, where we've been, where we've wanted to go historically. It will lay out a bunch of options, you know, maybe a ski trip because my family loves to ski, maybe a trip to Mexico or Hawaii because we love beach vacations. And we choose one, we could say, yeah, Hawaii sounds great. Let's book that. And it will just go out and, and book it by itself and send me an email itinerary uh, confirmation. We're not there yet, but right now you can just, you know, it has the booking links. You can click through and like, oh, here's the Delta flight from SFO to LAX. And you can go check it. Like, is this really the cheapest next Tuesday? Like, yes, it is. You can go do your own research and just check and make sure. But it's pulling live flight data and finding the best flight in seconds. Do you think, as you mentioned in the very beginning, that the whole idea of AI is just coming on board? People are still hearing about it. They're hearing, you know, so many pros and cons from so many people. Do you think that uh, it's going to take a while for people to accept going through AI for something as important as a vacation? Yeah, for some it might, you know. Um, we have seen explosive growth of, we launched GuideGeek just not, not even quite three months ago, and we're getting tens of thousands of new users every month. So we've seen like crazy growth. And what's even more exciting is that people keep coming back and using it over and over. They'll They'll first test it and say, all right, best burgers in Los Angeles. They'll, they'll test it for something that they know, a place that they know really well. And then once they're impressed by that answer, they go, okay, that's, that's pretty good. I, those are some of my favorite spots. All right, you know, build me an itinerary for a road trip between exploring national parks for a family going to Utah. And then it will impress them again. And then they come back, you know, a couple of days later and they're planning an anniversary trip with their spouse. And so, um, it's a very sticky product and it's very easy to access because you're just texting uh, through WhatsApp and soon we'll be on live on Instagram, which will be, I think, even bigger. So I think a, a lot of people have a healthy skepticism of AI and, and healthy caution, including myself. Like I said, we've been working on this project for almost a year. I've learned a lot about AI technology and 
it's not all good. It's parts of it are scary. I think we as, you know, humans need to be very careful that we don't move things too fast. And I hope in five to 10 years, we're still using AI and AI is not using us. But I think that the genie's out of the bottle now. You know, if people think like, oh, I'm going to boycott AI, good luck, because it's going to be integrated into everything you touch, you know, regardless of if you are excited about the technology or not. So like I said, like, I think for travel, it's pretty harmless. It's not going to create misinformation or disinformation. It's not going to start any wars. It's a way to try it out directly and, and experience the technology. But what we've seen is people are like, thank you. This is so amazing. Like, when's the last time you thanked the chatbot? You know, like I personally, I've always been frustrated by chatbots. And I'm like, oh, you things, you know, it's just giving me errors or this thing's like not even working. I just want to talk to a human being. People on GuyGeek are pretty consistently blown away by the value that they're getting from the AI. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of applications that are really positive. I've been taking a look here, looking around at the website, and there's certainly a lot of very interesting information there. And I guess it's just something new to have to get to know. So how can people find out more about this and more about just the whole idea of traveling with AI. We're really the leader right now for travel and AI. So I'd say if you're interested to see what it could bring to your travel planning, and also you're, a lot of people are using it while they travel because they're in Lisbon, Portugal, and they're, they, they need to catch a train, but they don't have time to take out a laptop and find a Wi-Fi connection. So they just text GuideGeek and boom, they get the answer right there immediately on their phone. So um, yeah, if you're traveling or you're planning to travel, just check it out, guidegeek.com. And uh, you can just scan the QR code and it'll open the AI for free. Uh, like I said. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And some of the questions that people are asking, you would never even think that you would be able to get answered in that short amount of time. One of our first users was a woman who asked, hey, I'm going to D.C. and my daughter is autistic and build me an itinerary. And instantly, Geek knew all of the sensory sensitive uh, hours at every single one of the museums in D.C., all these outdoor things that it thought an autistic child might enjoy like, you know, Matador, my, the sort of mothership, our company, uh, matadornetwork.com, we have 50 or 60,000 articles, videos, but we don't have an article on exploring DC with an autistic child, but God geek had an amazing answer. I'm now tempted to just, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to go and I'm going to see what I can find out. Cool. Yeah. Let me know what you think. I certainly will. Thank you so much for sharing this. Maybe after hearing you, they're feeling a little bit more confident. Awesome. Let me know what you think. Thanks again to Ross Borden. And you can find out more at GuideGeek.com. So you could ask, is there a place I can take my dog to eat with me? But before you go, Dr. Rena Carlson, president-elect of the AVMA, has advice so your pup will be prepared. Dr. Carlson, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. President-elect of the AVMA, congratulations. Yes, thank you so much. That is very exciting. Now, speaking of exciting, taking our pets, especially our pups, out for the summer. So much fun, but... What happens when we have the opportunity to take them dining? Can you give us some good hints about that so that they are good citizens? So there's a lot of opportunity now to take your your dogs to an out, the outdoor dining area. A lot of restaurants are allowing that. And so that's pretty exciting because it's nice to spend more time with your dog. However, I think it's really important that we stop and think about not only where we're going, how well is your dog socialized and trained? Because there's a lot of commotion in those areas. And so you want to really think of the, the tendencies of your own dog and, and how well they'll handle that situation. Sometimes you can't tell, though, Dr. Carlson. You know, some days it's just like going with a good friend. Some days it all seems like it's all together, but then just that one thing can happen and Boom. So what do we do? So it's important to be prepared. So you have toys and treats. You have them on an appropriate leash or harness. 
so that if the unexpected happens, you have a little more control. And the toys, the treats, that can keep them distracted in case there is additional commotion. Let's talk a little bit about that then. So how do we get our dog prepared? For example, if we have a puppy, of course, there's so many puppy classes and things like that. But let's say we have a dog that is a little bit older and like some of us who are a little bit older, maybe more set in our ways and want things our way. So are there things that we can do as far as behaviors concerned? Absolutely. We still have a lot of opportunity, even with older dogs, to acclimate them to more and more commotion. You really need to do it slowly and in small pieces so that they are much more comfortable in those situations for longer periods of time. Make sure you try to go the first time when you're pretty sure there won't be a lot of commotion. Uh, and then always have an exit strategy. If things do get pretty uh, unpleasant or your dog is panting or pacing or barking, those are certainly signs of stress. And so it's important to always have that plan to get them out of that situation if you need to. And again, you mentioned barking and that comes into play, especially a lot during the summer when we're out, we're walking. And of course, a lot of us take our pets on vacation. So are there things I know that it's probably pretty involved, but just from your perspective, Dr. Carl, and anything that some of us can do for the barkers? The barkers, once again, many times that means they're stressed, they're bored. So we just need to really be very prepared and know when are those times that they might need to be alone and, and get a lot of get some good exercise so they're a little more tired. Make sure they've got those toys, those things to play with. Make sure they're not alone for very long so that you, you know, the dogs are very social. They really need that social interaction. So if they're alone for extended periods of time, that's a common time when they're going to start barking. The other thing, too, that uh, you mentioned was walking. And walking is a great exercise. We all like to do it. And again, we're taking our dogs with us on these trails and we're running into other people, other situations whose dogs might be a little bit more to handle than our dogs. So again, are there things that we can do as we are going out in all these different places now? And uh, as far as some guidance is concerned. All of our dogs need to be very well socialized and have that basic obedience training. When you have that foundation, they're much more likely to stay focused on you and focused on what you need them to do at any given time. Another component is just always have a good leash or harness, something they're acclimated to. So they're used to being in that restraint uh, option and they're comfortable with it. So they're constantly, again, much more focused on you and not so much all of the other distractions. Again, small frequent trips to, to places where there's a lot of people, other dogs, really helps them just really get used to all the commotion. The distractions are much more a normal part of life, and we tend to have fewer problems. Well, one of the other things, too, is when we are traveling, unfortunately, sometimes we can come across health issues. And is it true that there's telehealth for pets? There are some telehealth options. One of the most important things is to go ahead and make sure you are properly prepared and know where you're going. What are the veterinary options in the area you're going? Check with your veterinarian beforehand. Try to be prepared and have those um, uh, preventative measures in hand. And again, it, 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 there's really no substitute for visiting the veterinarian. That's the best way for the veterinarian to really help you know what's wrong with your pet, and make sure we move forward with the right treatment options. And when we are going to different places, that means different environments. And are there ways that we can prepare our pets for different environments? For example, we go to the beach and there's sand and we go to the mountains and there's all kinds of things, critters and things like that that might be out there that our pet just isn't used to seeing or used to having. So how do we keep them out of trouble? The biggest thing is to check with your veterinarian prior to going. All of those things are conversations that your veterinarian can help you with. What type of dog do you have? Is it really maybe best not to take them into that environment? And the weather of that 
particular place you're going to. So there might be situations where you just may not want to have your pet with you. And that's the best thing for the pet as well as to make sure you can have an enjoyable time. And we started off talking about taking our pets out dining with us. What about their own nutrition during the summer? Uh, I know it's very important to keep water available, but are there things that maybe we should consider as far as the diet is concerned going into other areas? Dogs and cats are very much creatures of habit. We want to have a very consistent diet, very consistent timing of their feedings. Um, And again, it's a great conversation to have with your veterinarian because every pet has different individual needs depending on their size, their age, and your veterinarian is really your best resource to help decide what are those nutritional needs. And it should be very consistent throughout the year, regardless of of the weather or where you're at. Well, I don't know if there's ever been a study done, Dr. Carlson, but I think both my dog and cat can tell time because they know exactly when it's time to eat. I couldn't agree more. And that's why it's so important to have that consistent uh, nutritional pattern and feeding pattern through the through the day and through the week. So traveling can be a big disruption to that. And that's why prior planning is so important when you think about going on a trip with your pet or even an excursion for a day or outdoor dining. And make sure when you're at the restaurant, you don't share your meal with your pet. They really need their own food at the right time. And your veterinarian is the best resource to help you with those questions. Dr. Carlson, anything you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I just want to make sure everyone has fun out there this summer. I know travel season is uh, full upon us. And the most important thing is plan ahead. Check with your veterinarian. Make sure you know where you're going, what kind of preventative things you need. And we just want everyone to have safe and fun travel. Thank you, Dr. Carlson. And good luck moving into the big presidency. Yes, and don't forget to visit avma.org. There's tons of tips on the website to help you with your travels and your plans. Thanks, Dr. Carlson. Now, Dr. Mahesh Jayaram, a neurointerventionalist at Rhode Island Hospital, is here with Be Fast. Dr. Jayaraman, thank you for being here with us today. Anytime is a, such an important time to talk about stroke. Can we have you explain exactly what is a stroke? Sure. There's two types of main strokes. One type, which is the most common, about 75% of strokes. Is caused when there's a blockage of an artery that supplies blood flow to the brain. A portion of the brain doesn't get enough oxygen, and if that's not uh, reversed quickly enough, that area of the brain sort of permanently is damaged. That's what we call an ischemic stroke or a blockage of blood flow. The other remaining, about 20 to 25 percent, are hemorrhagic strokes. That's bleeding in or around the brain. Those are the two main types of strokes. These are from a blockage of blood flow or from bleeding in. Are the symptoms different then since there's two different types? Sometimes the symptoms can be a little bit different, but they're often very similar. And so the main things that we ask people to look for, and we use a, a nice little acronym called BFAST. B stands for balance. If there's a sudden loss of your balance. E stands for your eyes, your inability to move your eyes in one direction, double vision as a result, or with a, a blind spot in one eye or the other. F stands for facial droop. If you notice that one side of the face is drooping, S stands for speech. If somebody's having difficulty speaking or understanding, A is for arm, so that's arm weakness, and then the T is for time, so B fast. And those are signs and symptoms of a stroke. You don't have to have all of them. Any of them are important. When is it time to call 911? If you notice any of those symptoms, please call 911. And is there a certain time window that you should get to a medical facility in order to get treatment, such as TPA? Sure. So that's a great question. Every single patient is different. Um, Certainly for TPA, we know that the studies have shown that it's safe and effective up to four and a half hours, but the earlier is always better. And then for the severe strokes that require a procedure called a thrombectomy, which is what myself and uh, physicians like I do, we can perform that procedure up to 24 hours from the time the symptoms that began or the time that the patient was last normal. However, every minute costs the patient a delay. 
Can you explain more about a mechanical thrombectomy? Sure, sure. So this is a, a really an amazing innovation in the last decade or so. We've known for a long time that, um, remember I talked about the strokes caused by blood vessel blockages. So some of those blockages are in small, little arteries, uh, but the biggest ones that we worry about are what we call the large vessel fusion. So this is where the blockage of blood flow is one of the major arteries supplying a large portion of the brain. And while TPA is certainly an important part of it, the majority of those clots do not open up with TPA alone, and we do a procedure called a thrombectomy. That's where a neurointerventionalist will go in the artery to the leg or the wrist, and while we watch with x-rays, we can navigate catheters all the way up to the blockage of the brain and remove that clot. The procedure is minimally invasive, often takes as little as 15, 20 minutes, and is remarkably effective at restoring function if we're able to do it early. Is there any kind of things that can happen as opposed to that, as opposed to TPA, as far as maybe residual side effects? So the residual side effects from a stroke really depend on how much damage is there before we're able to start treatment. And this is where the importance of calling 911 and being fast really comes into play. The faster you are able to call 911, the faster you're able to get to the hospital, the less damage will occur to the brain before we initiate treatment first. And where can our listeners go for more information? Because this is always so important. The Get Ahead of Stroke website at getaheadofstroke.org. From Rhode Island Hospital, Dr. Mahesh Jayaram, a neurointerventionalist, telling us about you have to be fast when it comes to stroke symptoms. I'm Paula Degnan. Thank you for joining me on Special Edition. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.